It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One of the guys that we get to hear on the radio sometimes on the Four Letter Network, but is the voice of Cubs baseball on the Marquee Network, Boog Shambi, great guy, great voice, great baseball person. ALS is something that is near and dear to him, and we were able to talk to him about just that and baseball right here on the Fly the W podcast. Good. What's going on? Uh, just relishing a, a, a victory that we had last night, Tuesday, after dropping a couple games on Monday. Yeah, you're not kidding. It was uh, it was a fun night at the ballpark, and it's been a tough stretch at home. But that game, you know, wisdom hits that home run, and uh, I think everybody kind of exhaled. It was uh, it was great. So I was glad we were able to get a win. For me, Boog, one of the things that's tough is that Cub fans never really got to have a proper introduction with you. That usually happens at CubsCon, and obviously with everything that's gone on with the pandemic the last few years, we haven't been able to do that. So, you know, just from a Cubs fan perspective and people that are curious, as you are growing up, you, you were born in Philadelphia, grow up in New York. Who are the broadcasters that you most admired and kind of made you want to get into the field? I mean, I like playing. Let me let me just say that first. My favorite thing was, I just, you know, as a little kid, I just I love to play and I would play all day and I wanted to play as long as I can. But I love watching and listening, too. So Harry Callis was the voice of the Phillies and I loved him and you know, Vince Scully, certainly. But I would say as I started to get older and really pursue and and contemplate getting into the business, I think that, you know, I, I was for me, I I took in everybody that I possibly could. So, I mean, Harry's voice as a kid is one that, that really, you know, resonated with me, but I would say in the overall, um, you know, I started to, to truly appreciate everybody and look as a kid, I would come home and, um, you know, and, and then you get a chance to, to watch, you know, the, the local teams and then eventually with cable, et cetera, You'd get a chance to see, you know, the Braves on TBS and you'd get to watch Harry and the Cubs on GN. And that, I mean, it was baseball. So it was awesome. And then it was just this place. And I, my dad actually took me to Wrigley Field when I was 12. I got to see Nolan Ryan pitch um, for the Astros. And for me, I still remember that in my mind's eye, the picture that I saw was I was walking down the street and there was just brick building and brick building and brick building. And then I walked into a brick building and had a baseball field. <laughs> yeah. It, that first time you get to Wrigley, there's nothing like it. Now you go to Boston college, you start working on radio there, but your big break comes with the Florida Marlins and you were there from 97 to 2004. Boog, you were calling radio, correct? When, uh, I was there for all the playoff games versus the Marlins in 2003, game one, two, six, seven. 
I'm not going to lie to you. It took the World Series win in 2016 for those wounds to slightly start to heal. What do you remember from that crazy uh, series in 2003, the NLCS? So I, that, that was a really good Cubs team. And, I, you know, being down 3-1, I think that the Marlins had an idea that they could come back. But, you know, when Josh Beckett pitched the complete game to make it a 3-2 series and send it back to Chicago, he'd never pitched a complete game, ever. And then he goes and does that. I would say that, look, the, the memory that I is game six. It's five outs away um, from being eliminated and down 3-1. And then that inning happens. And that's probably the thing. The one other thing that I would say, um, and I've had other Cub fans tell me this, that the loudest they've ever heard Wrigley Field, including 2016, was when Kerry Wood hit the home run in Game 7. And I can tell you, being in the press box, I felt unsafe in the press <laughs> box. It was shaking so much. So si Game 6 and Game 7, and there was also a part of me that wondered, how are we going to get out of here after Game 7? But Game 6 and Game 7, that was that was really the the two two things that kind of jumped out. I, I got to tell you, like you said, I'm in the first row of the upper deck and I felt that shaking too. And I felt just as unsafe as you did, but I figured if I was going to go, that was going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to go. I get yeah. you. On a carry wood home run. So you go to the Braves 2007 to 2009, and then you move on to Sunday night baseball. 2021, Len Casper decides to go to the dark side. He, he signs with uh, the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this Cubs play-by-play -play broadcaster opportunity opens up. Did you and Len talk about this at all prior to you signing with the Cubs? So uh, we did, but I, I really talked to Len more about just – what he was thinking about doing. Um, and I wasn't really, he didn't really ask me, would you be interested or would you want to, you know, want that job? But yeah, we talked about it and I was pretty focused on what I was doing at ESPN, but it was one of those, I, it's hard to explain the process. I was kind of oblivious. It, when it opened, my first reaction was not to go to it, but when I sort of sat and meditated, when they reached out and then I really sat and meditated on coming and doing it at, with every second, I said, okay, this really seems the, like the right place to be. And it's, uh, it's kind of felt that way every single moment but Len was it was a big part of this the more that I started to entertain it then we really started to talk about it a lot and it was and we sort of laughed just because he's one of my closest friends in the world you know we were together in Florida and every time I ever did a Cub game nationally or with the Braves you know that's the person that I wanted to connect with so it's really funny how it's worked out. It's been, uh, and I got to tell you also in working with JD, um, yeah, there, our connection is really strong and got strong pretty quickly. 
and part of it is because of Len. It's like that's there, there's a there's a piece of Len that's still in that booth to me, um, and it sort of bonds JD and I together. I know that sounds sort of corny, but I really do feel that. No, it makes sense. You know, a friend of a friend, kind of that that connection that you guys have. You know. Yep. Now, now that you've been here for a couple of years, what is it about calling a game with with Cub fans and Wrigley Fields that maybe is different than the other places you've been in the past? It's gosh, it's just special. What it is that ninety five percent of pro sports. The energy, the passion is fueled by constant winning. Is the the it's fueled during the successful periods, and the you know to to sit there and do a game on a Friday afternoon and there's you know thirty thousand plus to take in the Cubs and the Diamondbacks or just these little pockets where the Cubs are down. It's late. The Cubs are down. It's late. And so far, you know, it hasn't been an a overly successful season. And then just the whole place gets up and cheers. And there's just this passion there. I mean, I blurted it out on the air a couple of times where I just react to the crowd's reaction because you'd think, you know, that we're about to win the pennant and in these just little, I mean, think about like Crawley, think about where I, what, you know, I watch a team that lost 90 games last year. This year's team is strong. And I've had the moments already. Like I've had these moments where the place is just going crazy. And I just want to stop and tell everybody how (laughs) awesome it is. That Christopher Morrell home run. I think they're already up by six runs. The game's pretty much decided. There you go. (laughs) You yes, know. that's it. <laughs> and 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 you talked about Harry Callis and a little bit about Harry Carey. I'll always, like I said, that voice of Harry always resonates in my head. And right. and and you know the crowd, like you said, get on his feet, and and and, and it may be a meaningless game. And Harry would just listen to this crowd, yeah. and it just gave you goosebumps. Um, you got a great team with you in the Marquee Network, and and, and I wanted to ask you. You talked a little bit about JD, but I kind of wanted to ask what each one of them brings to the table. So when you think when you're sitting next to JD, what does he bring to the team that you enjoy working with? JD is curious. He's smart. He really likes the game, and. Beyond that, the sense of humor is magnificent. So one of the things I really appreciate is I have some nerd in me. I would say, relatively speaking, I got down with, you know, the sabermetric revolution probably before the vast majority of broadcasters. JD's interested. He's interested in the new information. And he's always willing to change his mind. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
So I, I can honestly say every night I'm interested in what does JD think? What what's what's he thinking? And then the playfulness that he has is second to none. And yeah, it's 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 just a pleasure. There's a there's a real curiosity and connection. And then yeah, he's he JD's good energy too is the other thing. Every day I go into that booth, I feel you know, lucky that I'm sitting there partnering with a guy that just is enjoying life. JD is exactly the way you think he is. He's he's that just sort of calm, peaceful, fun, all of it. Now you talk about energy. Talk to me about Taylor McGregor, T Mac. Yeah, she she's a giant smile, right? I mean, that's the first thing is just she has the greatest laugh I have ever heard in my life. Um, she's young and learning every day and she has a hunger to find stories and things to make the broadcast interesting and she's super playful um yeah she just she's a bundle of positive energy so i i between the there you know there are times when she just her interaction is just so valuable to our group because it's delivering, Hey, we're happy to be here. One guy that you guys have on the broadcast that, that I really like is, is Doug Glanville. Yeah. I mean, talk to me about Doug. I mean, that guy is so introspective. It's just unbelievable. And it's neat for me, for Doug, I, I just from my, is that my perspective is, Doug grew up in Teaneck, New Jersey. We had a mutual friend. So when I first started broadcasting games, I went up to him and introduced myself to him. And he was always super kind. And over the years, we would interact. And then eventually we started to work together. You know, I think we worked three years doing games together on ESPN. Now he's actually, again, my partner on the radio on Sunday nights. But in fitting in on on the TV side as, as another voice, he and JD, I mean, there have been moments already this year where I just love throwing it to the two of them. And then JD and Doug are just ping-ponging it back and forth. Look, Dougie is smart and thoughtful. I also, again, would say it baseball 2022, you want to be grumpy and do get off my lawn. And I don't like that new stuff. It's fine, but you know, I just think interesting's interesting and Doug is always on the lookout for what is interesting and understands the way teams are are devising these rosters, the in-game adjustments that they're making. Um and he's just got a really good way about how he delivers all of the stuff. So, yeah, I I mean he's he's a favorite of mine and has been for a long time. I'm going to try not – I mean, one of my favorite guys of all time, Ryan Dempster. <laughs> yes, and the other thing with Demp that's fun for me in terms of the connection there is that, you know, I, I got to meet 21-year-old Ryan Dempster when he was on the 98 Marlins. So we go back a long way and, and stayed connected over the years. So, to, you know, again, working in each case, whether it's JD or – Dougie or Taylor or Ryan, I, I'm working with my friends. You know what I mean? And that part is, and, and Demp is everything that you could, 
you know, that you expect he is. I mean, he will make you belly laugh and he's thoughtful and passionate about the game and, you know, loves to do his, you know, wacky stuff. And he's a joy to be around. One last one, a joy to be around. Mr. Rick Sutcliffe, my idol when I was a kid, uh, the Red Baron. What's it like to be in a booth with Sut? Yeah, so again, I'm grateful because we worked together for so long at ESPN. I think we did seven years, eight years together. And we just had such a fun time just sort of, you know, go like, so basically it was me and Sut for that whole stretch and for half the time, Doug Lanville was a third voice, and the other half of the time was David Ross. <laughs> so it was just so much fun. And and Sut, again, another, you know, playful. The, I'll tell you the biggest thing with Sut is he never bails. 15 to 1, four and a half hour game, he's grinding. He's looking for stuff on the field. He's looking for things to talk about. He, I, I don't think he gets enough credit as a broadcaster throughout his career for the work that he's put into it. But, you know, I, I like to tease him too, because he knows so many people and, you know, he's an icon as it relates to, you know, former Cubs that, that are present in this town. And I sometimes will just turn to him and say, you've had a really good life, buddy. You know, and, and when you talk, you kind of mentioned it earlier. There are some broadcasts where it seems like the broadcasters don't even like the game of baseball. You say, what are you doing? And 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 I think when I listen to Sut, I, it reminds me a lot of Harry, just the joy of being at the ballpark. No question. Sut, Rick Sutcliffe is always having a good day. Make no mistake. <laughs> Talking about a good day. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a very special day. Uh, you started uh, Project Main Street, uh, Main Street in uh, 2006, the foundation. Um, to help raise money for ALS. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in New York City after moving from Philadelphia, and I moved to this little area. It's right in the middle of, right in the middle of the city called Roosevelt Island. Uh, and I, there was a group of kids that I hung out with. One of my friends is a kid named Tim Sheehy. And all of us, we all stayed close and stayed friendly. So still to this day, you know, some of my closest friends are guys I've known for 40 some odd years. And Tim was one of those guys. He was diagnosed with ALS in 2005. Tim and Katie were having trouble with the financial issues associated with the disease. Average out-of-pocket cost for ALS is about $250,000, which is incredible. So Tim had played soccer at the University of South Carolina, and he had played there with one of the guys from Hootie and the Blowfish. So we had Hootie and the Blowfish play our first event, we filed as a 501c3. We took half the money, gave it to Tim and Katie, and the other half we started our 501c3. He determined our charter. Project Main Street is the name of our charity because the one street on Roosevelt Island is Main Street. And so while 90% of all money raised for ALS is for research, you know, we try to occupy this tiny little space because people need help. Um there's just so many people that need financial help because of this disease. And, and right now, you know, there's still no cure, which is incredible. I mean, look, Lou Gehrig got this disease and I think tomorrow would be the, he, you know, it's 81 years since he died. And if he got 
ALS today, he, he probably would have the exact same diagnosis or prognosis. And that's pretty sad. So, you know, and then the one other point that I always make is I just want to spread awareness. I'd like to raise money for research. You know, I want to help people through Project Main Street because every dollar in goes out to somebody. But you just want to make people aware. I think a lot of people aren't aware. I mean, look, Lou Gehrig's number four was the first number retired in the history of professional sports. The reason that numbers are retired in professional sports effectively is because Lou Gehrig got ALS. So if you want to know why, you know, the 31 is hanging up on, you know, the foul pole, et cetera, it's, it's partially because of Lou Gehrig. So um, it's personal for me. I miss Tim and, um, you know, you're just, I'm just trying you, the other thing is trying to get as many patients and people out to make them feel seen and heard and connected. That's one of the big things. Well, baseball is now tomorrow having its second annual Lou Gehrig Day, and Chicago, the Cubs are going all out for this. This this is going to be a lot of fun, and if people don't have tickets to the game, I would recommend highly to try to get out there. There's a lot going on. Uh, you have a uh, 50-50 charity with a uh, 50-50 raffle through Cubs Charity. Uh, $20,000 guaranteed jackpot. So 10,000 would minimum 10,000 goes to you. And then the other half would go to uh, ALS charities. Uh, Obvious t-shirts, our friend Joe from Obvious. uh, And I saw on your Twitter, all sorts of different color ALS shirts that are, that players are wearing. That's amazing. Yeah, we got, they did some, I, so I worked with Joe. He's amazing how he turned these around, but basically came up with shirts that say end ALS for Lou, the number for Lou. And we did them in team colors. So, you know, if you're a Tigers fan, it's a dark blue base shirt with an orange end ALS and, and for Lou is in white for every team. So, you know, with the Cubs, it's red with a blue base shirt. Um, and I passed him out, and I, it was just amazing, you know, Dave Roberts and obviously all the Cubs guys, but, you know, Dave Roberts and Joe Girardi and Mark Kotze and Craig Council and Tony La Russa and Joe Madden, um, Terry Francona, Bob Melvin, all these guys wearing the shirts and, and just helping to spread some awareness just because I still think we're at this space. You know, the Ice Bucket Challenge was – I don't know what six seven years ago and i still think we're in a place where a lot of people don't know about als um so we have two special people throwing out the first pitch the first one is uh i am a als uh co-founder brian wallach who's from the chicagoland area yeah and then you have uh steve gleason uh and and steve has done just so much work so that's going to be awesome to have them throwing out the first pitch and saying play ball yeah no question steve is a buddy of mine we've uh, partnered with Team Gleason, Project Main Street has a number of times. I've known Steve a while now. He's been an amazing warrior and advocate, and their charity does great work. And then Brian, you know, he worked in the Obama administration. He and uh, his wife Sandra and their family will be out there. And Brian, through IMALS, done a lot of work in advocating and pushing, you know, look. We can raise independent money, but one of the things that their specialty is, is advocating, you know, 
in the political space in order to get, you know, big federal money pushed in the direction of, you know, funding for finding a cure because there is no cure. There aren't even, you know, one of the things that people may not know about ALS, there aren't even biomarkers for ALS. So what that means is there's no diagnosis. There's no test that says you have this. They just rule things out until you're left with, ah, so it must be ALS. But there is no, you definitely, you know, it's like, uh, you know, a COVID test or a pregnancy test where it's like, yes, you definitely have this. No, they rule things out. So it's, yeah, they, it, it, they need, you know, money for funding. And um, yeah, I'll be really happy to see both those guys and give them a big hug. Now the raffle, like I said, the 50-50 raffle with 20,000 guaranteed jackpot, that's going to go to five different charities. I am ALS, Project Main Street, Team Gleason, the ALS Association, Greater Chicago Chapter, and the Les Turner ALS Foundation. And you don't even have to be at the game to get tickets. You can go online, to Cub, go to cubs.com, and you can look under Cubs Charities, and you can buy a 50-50 raffle ticket if you're in Illinois. So yeah, that's and we'll get to, we'll push it on the broadcast, obviously, and um, there's going to be a, a cool auction for the upcoming week as well. And we'll be promoting that. So, and a lot of your teammates are going to be volunteering for the dunk tank oh for a marquee. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I, I kind of on the air, I, you know, I knew Demp was doing it, but I, you know, Taylor's going to be out there. I kind of teased her. She immediately was like, well, why, when are you going to be out there? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm very busy. I don't know. About <laughs> but, uh, no, we're, I'm grateful to the people at Sloan for doing that. So I, uh, it's going to be a cool day. You know, I just, oh, the disease is hard. It's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's not easy sometimes, but you're just, you're trying to make it a day. It's a day where I get to think of Tim and, and think of the, you know, the work you do helping. You know, I, I can tell you from a personal standpoint, you and I have talked about this before. I have a friend who has ALS and, and, and it is, it's just a, such a difficult disease and watching the progression of it. And on behalf of, of everybody that's had someone they love suffer from the disease, I want to thank you for everything that you've done to raise awareness, to raise money. And, and, and hopefully one day we're going to beat this thing. I hope so. Um, and I got to get over to, uh, to see you guys um and uh and come hang with you absolutely club 400 is absolutely waiting to see you and i appreciate you jumping on the fly the w podcast hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazons the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based champion championship team.